It's the most wonderful time of the year. Yes, yes it is. It's my favorite time of year, guys. Welcome back to Armchair Reviews, friends. This is going to be a little mini-sode for you guys. Uh, my name is Chris Godden. My partner, James Mackay, he's still away, but he should be back tomorrow. He's coming back from his honeymoon. He'll finally be back for our actual next episode, which will be on Halloween. The sequel to the original Halloween with, uh, what's her face? What is her name? Jamie Lee Curtis. She's back. That'll be our next actual episode, guys. Right now, uh, I'm just putting out the mini-sode. I got inspired. I got inspired. I put out, put out the bat signal the other day, asking for some suggestions on uh, what to do for Spooktober, my favorite time of year. I love October because that's when all the spooky stuff comes out. Love horror movies, love horror, anything, thrillers, psychological thrillers, all that good stuff. I have a long history with that stuff, watching it since I was a wee, wee lad. I pretty much binge-watched all of The Haunting of Hill House, the new Netflix series that uh, is based on the book of the same name, the 1959 book by Shirley Jackson, I do believe. Yes, Shirley Jackson. Okay, good. This has been uh, done actually twice before this Netflix series or some sort of uh, movie has been done about this before. It's been done in 1963 and 1999, both called The Haunting. I can't speak for the 1963 version of it. I haven't seen it, but I have seen the, The Haunting, the 1999 version. What a fucking... What a film that was. Jesus Christ. You might uh, remember it. Again, Catherine Zeta-Jones, Owen Wilson, um, freaking the man himself take from Taken, Liam Neeson, and um, uh, Lily, Lily Carter, I want to say. That doesn't seem right. She's from The Conjuring. She's one of the, the mom from the... Lily Tater, Taylor. Sorry, Lily Taylor. She's in The Conjuring, the first movie for that one. The most I actually remember of that movie was one... It was Luke Wilson getting his head splattered off by a giant swinging stone pendulum. No, sorry, my bad. Not Luke Wilson. It was Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. And and then the so 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 so, so terribly done um, CGI. Holy shit! Like the the bed posts or whatever, just changing and looking around everywhere, and that's supposed to be spooky. And the the hand coming down on Lily uh, Taylor's character. Uh, it was metal like bedposts and stuff like that. What a fucking what a movie! <laughs> God damn! I remember I was still young when I saw that, and I still thought it was bad. It was bad, 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 bad. But it was always on TV for whatever reason. Probably around this time of year too. Another movie that I always got it mixed up with, like that came on the same year in '99, was um, what is that? It's kind of crazy the house on haunted hill <laughs> i get confused with the haunting the haunting of hill house and house on haunted hill all of that shit combined like just, uh, i mix it up it's easy to mix it up that one uh, a little different though same haunted house kind of story I had ty diggs famke jensen and uh king speech boyo <laughs> fucking uh, captain barbosa from pirates of Barbarian. jeffrey rush i think he was in it as well he's the guy that pays up the million dollars for everyone to stay over in the haunted house over uh, overnight, I guess, if you win, if you survive, you can get a million bucks. That movie was a little bit more wacky, too, but still not that great. Before I get into 
the haunting of hill house i gotta get that right after saying house on haunted hill house on haunted hill haunting of hills house house on haunted hill haunting of hill house haunting of hill house haunting of hill house okay good we're good brain was reset i was introduced to horror at a very young age <laughs> probably a little bit more uh little young a little too young probably <laughs> i had uh, i have two older sisters and they would uh pull psychological pranks on you rather than just beating the living fuck out of me like older brothers would i think i might have said this on the show before but they would just psychologically attack me and they knew i I was scared of spooky stuff like vampires Ugh. and they made me watch i don't know if they made me but i was watching it with them when they watched interview with a vampire i'm looking back on it now not a scary movie it's very it's a decent enough movie i didn't mind it for Anne Rice's uh, adaptations there. Not great, but I still didn't mind it. But I watched it, when, oh, fuck, when did it come out? Like 94 or something like that? I was maybe four years old, five years old by the time I watched it. That scene where Brad Pitt gets buried alive traumatized me. Just the vampires and using their cunning and just, ugh, it just scared the shit out of me. Shortly after that, not shortly, I guess, a few years later, it, they always knew, my sisters knew that I was scared of vampires. And then that coinciding with Buffy the Vampire Slayer coming out. It's silly now, but every time those faces turn into like the squishy vampire Klingon faces, scared the living fuck out of me for seven, eight-year-old Chris whenever Buffy came out. I hated it. And they knew that. And combined with that other fear of watching Interview the Vampire being buried alive and shit like that, they tormented me with that kind of shit. They would... Um, they would drop their voice really, really low and just stop doing everything and just slowly turn their head towards me and just stare at me blankly. And then they'd say like, what's the matter, Chris? What's wrong? Is something bothering you? Fucking freak me out, man. Holy shit. Got to a point where this may be like one of the best psychologically torturous things older siblings can do to their to to a younger brother but it's so like i gotta respect it now because i turned out okay i mean i I have an obsession for horror movies but i think i turned out okay they didn't they never beat me up right but they, they did this one night so my parents went out for dinner one night and it was up to my sister's they're, they're older, right? One's six and a half years older. The other's 10. Jacqueline Tamara. And so they were left to babysit me that night. And it starts off fine. Watching TV with, the, TV with them. Start freaking me out a little bit with that stare tactic. Stare tactic slash scare tactic. And so I'm like, all right, fuck this. I'm out. I go upstairs in my parents' room. I start watching TV. Probably like Dragon Ball Z or some shit. Meanwhile, they're downstairs plotting my psychological demise, all right? They, I hear all of a sudden running up the stairs, just bam, 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 sprinting. Jacqueline comes stumbling into my parents' room. She has, she's holding her neck, as far as I remember. Again, this memory that I'm saying might be somewhat skewed because it's also close to 20 years old, maybe around there. And I'm just remembering bits and pieces of what of the story that we've all kind of put together throughout the years to to make this narrative 
So she comes in. She's holding her neck. She's freaking out. She's saying, Chris, 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 you got to run. You got to run. You got to hide. Tamara, she's a vampire. She's coming for us. I probably shit my pants. I probably peed a little too somewhere in there. I start freaking out because I see that she has like fake blood on her neck too. And it's like little like puncture wounds on her on her neck, right? And then she just fucking collapses. She she she, she falls down on, on on the ground or whatever. Meanwhile, Tamara comes walking in. She has fake vampire teeth and fake blood on her face. But she walks in rather ghoulishly, almost spectral like in her in her movement, like like just floating like she's not actually walking this is this is my imagination running at this point i don't i don't see fake teeth i don't see fake blood i see real fangs and i see real blood on her face and a dead sister i guess two dead sisters because she's a vampire tamara looks at me and she says no one's coming for you chris the parents are dead they won't be here to save you we buried them in the backyard and you're next Meanwhile, well, she's saying this crazy shit to me, to seven, six-year-old, whatever, however old I was. <laughs> Jacqueline starts raising up, and she has just now, quote-unquote, turned into a vampire herself. She, she somehow put fake teeth in as well, so now she has fangs, too. So here I am, two vampire sisters, fake blood, parents apparently murdered and buried in the backyard, and they can they continue to, to run around the, the house and chase me until I barricade myself in my room. Fucking terrified me. And so there became I I must have been like my psyche must have been somewhat scratched from that at least. Like I did not come away from that unscathed. Then maybe that's where my my obsession with horror movies come from. That crazy crazy prank chasing me to find that next big fright i'm gonna i'm gonna maybe that's it maybe i like horror movies because i'm looking for that next big fright because nothing in my life has matched that that terror that i felt there oh my god but right now if you enjoyed that like that's that's masterful (laughs) that is masterful going for the achilles heel and just just taking taking the rug out and all that kind of good stuff just fucked me. <laughs> I, I hated them for it. But we have a laugh about it now. What else did they do? They tied me up in the basement. And I thought it was actually pretty fun. Because <laughs> I was tied up in the in the dark. I had belts around me, blankets on me. And then they would tie me. Time me to see how fast I could get out of it. It was like my own little Houdini trick. But also because I was scared as shit of the dark. And um, I was trying to get out of there as soon as possible. <laughs> Uh, so that's a little little glimpse into into what I grew up with, just the the best times, just family time, you know, just fun fun family time. I was like my sister's peace treaty, you know. They they probably they probably bickered at each other when before I wasn't around, and then I came around, and I, once I got to that point of no longer being in diapers and shit, well, they found a new target. They they. They allied themselves with each other. They had a mutual enemy, and that was it. That they could team up with each other to do that. Anyway, maybe that's why I really like horror stuff. That's a little glimpse for you guys. Now let's get into a little mini-sode here on Haunting of Hill House. 
this uh, this kind of I think this came out October twelfth. I think on Netflix it's 10, 10 episodes on Netflix, all about like fifty minutes to an hour. And I do take some liberties with the source material. I haven't written, I haven't read the book. I didn't obviously didn't write it. I didn't read the book where it's coming from. And you take some liberties with regards to some character, like they add some characters, Steve and Shirley mainly, and then they make all of them related. They, even though in the original, I think the Luke, Theo, and Nellie character, they're all non-related. They're just strangers doing this sleep study kind of thing. And closely to what The Haunting was, um, the 1999 uh, remake, well, along the story of that. But this one, they're all family-related and uh, I'm glad they changed it because it, it works wondrously. This movie, or this movie, I want to say, it's very cinematic. But this series, I think, is if, you, if you're a fan of this type of stuff at all, you need to watch this. It's, it is described as horror, but I wouldn't necessarily use horror. I would usually use mainly psychological thriller and right word rather than horror it would probably be terror because there's some terrifying stuff it's not your typical it's 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 a ghost story and it's more than just that it's a family it's a family story mixed with how people deal with life and with death it's it's very macabre it's fantastic before i get into any spoilers or anything like that i just want to go right now and say that it's it's fantastic you really can you really like these characters. Ten episodes is perfect because it gives you enough time to see where all these characters are coming from. There's pretty much an episode per family member in in this series. You have one that's devoted to each of their perspectives. So it's a very it's it's nonlinear. It's a nonlinear series. Um, so it's, it doesn't just continuously flow. It's a lot of back and forth and present, future, past. How it all connects. But that helps with the elements that it's portraying in this in this show i think that is really one of its strong parts uh is how it bounces all over you see like the pieces kind of get filled in as you go and it really starts connecting the dots as you watch it you're getting rewarded while you watch it so that's it really makes you want to keep watching it remember i I started i watched one episode and then all yesterday on the day off i crushed it so i was like I needed a spatula to peel my ass off this couch because I melted into the sofa. It was great. I I couldn't stop watching. I think I actually went to bed last night at like three a.m. because I wanted to finish it. And uh, it's really good. Like the the I feel the the payoff as you go is is exceptional. The, the on the ending, I'm not gonna give that away right now because because it is a brand new series and I torched it in a day essentially the ending is a little bit cheeseball i will give it that but it's good it it ties up nicely where the narrative was going and where it could continue to go i think it it could if it were to continue into a season two you'd have to take some more i don't think you stay with these characters i think you kind of continue developing it although you can keep you can bring some of them back but I think this their story has has wrapped up, and I like that. It's not like leaving a cliffhanger or anything like that. It ties it mostly together, and whatever mystery you do have left over, I'm not upset that it's left a mystery. Because it kind of, you know, sometimes I'm like, motherfucker, why do they not pay it off? 
no it this is this is fine it, it leaves more uh mystique to it but you can also develop some of those in in later seasons as well and make their own story without the use of these uh, characters i did find that it's really cool how how throughout the series you can kind of see in the background of it little little hints and nods of like they're these characters are being watched there's little specters here and there little ghosts or or little pieces of like maybe a hand handprint or um an outline of a shadow person or just straight up ghost in general if you really if you kind of pay attention to certain scenes they're kind of just popped all over the place little little easter eggs you can say i guess but that just kind of adds to the the background like makes the house its own character it really is because it's a, it's a fantastic setting but it's its own character there's another, another little bits here and there i have i've had barely enough time to even process this might go back and watch i don't usually watch these type of shows again but i kind of want to see now that i know what's happened with it all or what how it how it ends how it all ties in if you, i feel like if you rewatched it you can kind of you'll have a better understanding of what's going on i think it does have some rewatchability there as well plus like the more you read up on it you can be like oh that's in there let me let me go back in there because i i made mental notes while watching it but i would you can kind of see like, oh yeah, that did happen at the end, right? You're like, oh okay, they're cool, like that's that. Maybe go back to that episode, rewatch the full thing, and you can see, oh fuck, that's how they did it, or something along those lines. It's really cool, and just the way that this this show is shot, it there. I think there's one episode. I think it's in episode seven or episode six or one of those later episodes. They're in um, Shirley's um, funeral home. And it looks like one big shot. Like, it's just one one take, it looks like. I, I don't know if it is or not. I haven't looked into any research for that or anything like that, but it looks phenomenal. The shots, even some other episodes, it's... You don't realize it's happening because it's so, so minor, but it's a slow zoom-up on someone's monologues that it just gets more and more invasive in that character as they're divulging like very personal information you're getting really up close and personal with them physically and and from emotionally from that character's perspective really cool nice little effect uh effect effect like it's just the shots were fantastic keeping that atmosphere um it's very similar to sometimes what you see in like the conjuring or in paranormal activity like the the earlier ones where even even the nun had had done this again in the same conjuring universe where the camera is rotating it's following the character then it cuts back and it keeps rotating and all of a sudden it doesn't stop and that there's something right there obviously there's gonna be something there but maybe it's something just something small has changed and the camera keeps going really cool you might now talking about the cast here you might recognize a few of these names the director I think writer of this series as well, Mike Flanagan. He's done some stuff before. He's been a part of some Netflix things. He's done Hush, and he also um, had Kate Siegel. She's part. She's plays Theodora. She's the main heroine in Hush. She's the 
the one that the assailant is trying to attack. She plays the the deaf author. That's really cool. That movie is awesome to watch too. I'd re- highly recommend that. But you see a lot of uh, carryover. These these actors have worked together before. Uh, so Flanagan, he also directed uh, Oculus. Let's see, you have Carla Gugino, who's fantastic in it as the uh, matriarch figure in this in this series. She's really good, and she's also worked with um, the the young um, the young Henry. No, Thomas Henry is uh, he plays the older or fuck, goddamn the younger uh, Hugh Hugh Crane. She, uh, she's worked on Gerald's Game, which is also on Netflix. Pretty good. That's a um, mini mini movie, I guess it would be for Netflix. That's on Netflix too. You have, um, let's see, da, 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 uh, Michael Huseman, who plays Stephen Crane. You may know him from Game of Thrones. Uh, he's also in Age of Adeline. He's done some other shit too. Uh, da, 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 da. Henry Thomas, that's right. He plays young Hugh Crane, who worked with Carly Gugino. You have, um, who plays Shirley? Elizabeth Reeser. She plays older Shirley and the younger Shirley uh, I think it's Lulu Lulu Wilson they were mother daughter combo in one of the Ouija movies so there's a lot of overlap here so they're they're all these these actors have really good chemistry both the young versions of the characters and older versions of the characters all have really good chemistry together all pull it off very well I they, they fought like siblings who are semi estranged from each other and had a shit background. So I really enjoyed that. It's actually one of the, one of the best scares in this series when one of the two of the sisters are, are arguing, I think it happens in episode nine. It's a jump scare, but it, it comes out like it's, it's a weird spot for it during the middle of an argument and it just cuts the argument in half. Now I think what helps with this, with this overall story here is is that it is emotional it's it's very emotional like they 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 layer the frights in with the heavy emotional over or undertone <laughs> however you want to however you want to take that it's fantastic it really pulls at your heartstrings a little bit too and it's just disturbing like there's some really disturbing parts I, as, as i said i won't say horror but there are some horrifying scenes in it I would say it's very tense I think the tenseness of it all is what makes it horror like again you're not going to have Michael Myers around the corner and just slash and stab his way through a a pile of bodies I think this will last a little bit longer with you that terror and just because they kind of relate to more of a human human side to it even though there's ghosts and all that ghouly stuff definitely check it out the only thing that w- that I can find that really like, I-, I can see why they did it. The only thing that hindered it for me, it was what I found really distracting, was uh, uh, Elliot, <laughs> the guy that plays Elliot in ET. Uh, like I just said his name too. It was uh, what is it? God damn it, Henry Thomas. I keep on to say Thomas Henry. Henry Thomas. <laughs> he plays young Hugh Crane. His he's wearing contacts the entire the entire uh, series of it all. He's wearing bright, bright blue contacts and his eyes really pop compared to his older version played by Timothy, 
Timothy Hutton, it's like kind of gray. So I guess they're kind of juxtaposing like the bright eyed, bush tailed young man to the old and weary version of himself in the future or not the future, but present day. But fuck those contacts. God damn it. They're distracting because they're just you can tell he either has brown eyes or green eyes in real life. It's just so off-putting to look at. They're so piercing, and that you can tell they're just their contacts. It just it it's such a minuscule complaint, but it really took me out of it for some of the scenes. But if that's the only thing I can say that I wasn't that that I didn't enjoy, fantastic. I think this series is crushing it with the reviews right now on uh, on IMDb. I think it's rocking a 9.1 out of 10 or something and Rotten Tomatoes it's got like 100% or close to it it's doing crazy well uh, let's see here let's see if I can get any facts for you obviously there's no box office information because it's available for streaming now but this is this is perfect viewing material for Spooktober it really is um, if I could do it again I'd probably take my time watching it rather than just crushing it. Cause I actually wanted to enjoy it, but there's some twists and turns here that since I binge watched, I, that just shows like, I just wanted to find out what the hell was going on. I really did. And, it, and this, this, this series compels you to keep watching, but definitely take your time. I, I, even though you want to take a break from it, take a break and let yourself digest what you've seen and then get back to it. Take a little break, five minutes. 10 minutes a day enjoy it because you're, you're gonna find out you're gonna want to find out you'll find out but just take some time to process it that's my, that's another thing that really probably confuzzled me a little bit when initially watching it <laughs> and because i was watching it so late at night that probably added to the the frightfulness of it all too but just take your time just take your time all right, guys, I think that's it for me right now. I just wanted to to give my little recommendation for this little thing. I hope I didn't, I didn't spoil too much of it. Just a couple scenes here and there, but definitely cannot recommend it enough. Go check it out. It's free. I mean, if you have Netflix, you're paying for that, but you don't have to go to the theater. You've got quality, quality stuff here on Netflix to watch. Watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it. Can't recommend it enough. It's what people are going to be talking about before, because I know Netflix like next weekend. That's all going to be um, making a murderer season two. That's going to be everywhere. No Daredevil season three. That's going to be out. There's so much to watch, but for this time of year, watch this before you get bogged down with the other stuff that's coming out later in October. As for us here at the show, uh, in armchair reviews, as I mentioned, we're going to be doing Halloween. It's not Halloween two. It's not Halloween Return to Michael or any of that shit. It's just called Halloween. It's a sequel to the original Halloween in 1978. They're they're scratching all the previous ones out of existence, I guess, in the in the continuity. That that includes the remakes Halloween one and two by Rob Zombie. Oh, I rewatched the 2007 Halloween, by the way. Recently, I'll probably compare that one with this one that we're gonna watch because it's fresh in my mind. So all that Halloween two. Uh, Halloween 3, The Curse of the Witch, or whatever the fuck. Halloween H2O, Resurrection. All that stuff is scrapped. It's a, it's a sequel, even though it's called Halloween. It'll be, it should be interesting. I'm, I'm hearing good things about it. I get, I'm get i hearing it's a, a return to form. But with these slasher movies, you really 
don't know. I have a hard time thinking that it's going to be decent because I haven't seen a decent slasher movie in a while. I can't think of any on the top of my head that was outstanding, really. Anyway, I'll get back to that next week with James joining me yet again, the old partner in crime. He's on a flight right now, but... We'll check that out next week. We might even do that on Saturday. Get it as soon as possible for you folks. As for everything else, guys, if you want to email the show, we can give you guys a shout-out if you'd like. Ask us what we're going to watch horror movie-wise next couple weeks to fill out October. For Spooktober, you can email us at ohmygodandaudio at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at at armchairpod. James is at J. 14 question mark I always forget his he forgets his two I'm at Christoph Godden or on uh, Instagram as well at uh, Christopher Gods for myself and at Makai J91 for James now you can hear us pretty much everywhere now we're on iTunes Spotify Google Play Stitcher uh, SoundCloud we also our episodes get immediately pushed to YouTube so you can hear the audio version of that on YouTube under the channel Armchair Reviews. All our new episodes out now since we switched hosts. Our hosts are now Pippa. Pippa is hooking us up. So you can find our episodes on Pippa as well. We actually got a shout out from Podmust earlier this week. Kind of woke up on Sunday to a nice little email saying that we were uh, one of the top five best new podcasts for that website. So that's pretty cool. I know they're just a, it's a growing website of podcasts that they're providing but we're on there now and we got a little shout out email so that was really cool to see anyway guys you can catch us later with halloween hope you guys enjoyed a little background of why i like horror and this recommendation of haunting of hill house check it out guys until next week bye bye see ya